of basement breaks yes thanks for watching thanks for listening um you can find our podcast uh in full length here on youtube mm -hmm. and if you want to listen to the audio we're on spotify and apple podcasts and if you want to follow us on socials for see our clips and different things see what we're doing throughout the week you can uh find those down in the description below oh yeah. um but anyway um this episode of Basement Breaks, we're going to be talking about some uh, content that we're making, some the liveries that have gotten revealed so far. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Daniel Ricardo um, and some super licensed penalty points. So this will be a pretty exciting episode. Action packed. Yeah. This is the 11th of February. Um, for anyone not listening in order, just before Valentine's Day 2024. Yep. Um, we've been working on a lot of content recently though. Yeah. It'll be, uh, we're kind of in our second week of a uh, cycle of content grinding that's, uh, for 2024 still yeah. in the preseason. So there's not a ton of stuff that's happening that's pertaining to the actual season mm -hmm. yet. Um, but there's lots of stuff going on, different news and drama happening that we're going to talk about. So yeah. tune in. Yeah, so, so one of the, uh, we actually are releasing our first content campaign, if you will, mm. um, where it's, yes. you know, a series of, of things that kind of build on each other. Um, this one in particular, um, you know, it, it's pretty intuitive to give any potential new fan um, or anyone who just doesn't know many of the drivers very well uh, an opportunity to, to, to get a minute short form video um on every driver so we're going in reverse grid order from how people completed in the championship last year so we're starting with our hometown hero logan Sargent, um who scored a point last year um but you know looking at his socials and and, and a lot of drivers socials i think some suffer from you know not being as active as others you know yeah. some teams are mm -hmm. less active as others for sure um and i almost feel like they get forgotten as a result and that could be a bane of their existence in formula one because yeah. if you're not relevant mm -hmm. Even, you know, I mean, look at what happened last year. You had drivers that were completely irrelevant uh, um, or, or or were relevant um, that weren't even fighting for podiums, consistently not fighting for podiums. Yeah, yeah. I think that there is a crossover with, like, performance. Like, it definitely helps to mm -hmm. be known and have fans as a driver and as a team. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're completely right that uh, just staying in the sphere and being seen and heard by people... Mm -hmm like totally lets you know new fans come on like current fans still you know see where you're at in the preseason oh yeah um, I th yeah i think the content it's also interesting seeing this as my first time which in general i'll be running into a lot less first times awesome. going into this next season That's i thought exciting. about that today <laughs> but uh anyway as far as content is related seeing the preseason you're right that there are definitely teams that are like more into, you know, keeping everyone updated. And then there's the teams that are kind of just like chilling mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, I mean, there's no rules saying that you have to create content in the off season. No, to each um, their own. 
But How many bonuses do you want to give at the end of the year <laughs> yeah, to your exactly. workers? That's what it really comes down yeah. to, I guess. Uh, um, it, it is, you know, another thing about that. I think some there, there's an age gap with that as well. True. I recently read this article, and it's always dangerous when I'm reading articles. Yeah. That I am. So I, I always, you know, growing up, I was told I was a millennial, mm-hmm. and then when I was in college, I found out that I was a Zoomer. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that they made a new category for us, Foster. They did. Yeah, we're zillennials. Oh, my, okay. That makes so much sense. Yeah, because, because we can't relate to millennials mm-hmm. and we can't relate to Zoomers and we're stuck in the middle. We have to diagnose everyone in our family's technology issues along with our coworkers' <laughs> technology issues. But when it comes down to social media, we're so scared to use it anymore because all the Zoomers are just mean. Yeah, that's, you know, I've, I always have to explain that I'm the youngest millennial and the oldest Zoomer. Mm-hmm. And I have... Like I'm, I share like nothing in common with the oldest millennials and nothing in common with the youngest Zoomers. Yeah, they're still in middle school, I think. So, yeah, yeah, um, that makes perfect sense because I've had to explain it. But now that I have a word for it. We're Zillennials. uh, Yeah, that uh, explains a lot. Yeah. I'm a Zillennial. Nice. But in any event, yeah, so we're working (laughs) on those driver cards. Um, We released uh, Logan Sargent about 30 minutes ago, an hour ago. That was exciting. You never know how things are going to be received. So I hope no one's left any... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's really bad stuff. I hope I got everything right. I'm yeah. really trying to make an effort in getting as 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 a hundred percent on this information as I can. Oh yeah. Just so you know, longtime fans can also appreciate it. Yeah. But also for if some silly event the driver saw it, they aren't like, wait, I never <laughs> won that race that's or was r- on that team. That's wrong. Yep. But I am rocking my Logan Sergeant shirt today because I was excited to release that. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be uh we essentially figured out the timing for the first Bahrain race, mm-hmm. and we are releasing one driver spotlight a day yes. until race day on Sunday, which which is February second. No, sorry, March second. Yeah, yep, March second for us. So, It'll be a Saturday race for us. Yes, which is really cool. Yeah, we have more time to podcast oh, on man. Sunday. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Plus, the next one's the second race at Jeddah is on uh, Saturday as well. Saturday as well. Yeah, so that'll be good for us. Oh yeah, so yeah, check out uh, the driver spotlight uh, videos on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Oh yeah, get hyped for the season with us. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've already learned things watching some of the content that <laughs> Steve has been creating. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, you want to get into some liveries? Yeah, we had five this week, I think. Yes, it's kind of perfectly split down the middle. Wait, um, did we have five this week, or was McLaren's? We're just not counting that because that was like so weeks ago. The story with McLaren is that they released their livery, but not the car. Yeah, and they've also shown off the suits, but like they're not considering it their 2024 car reveal. They just revealed the livery. If that makes sense. That doesn't, but that's okay. It, yeah. Zach Brown can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> there's, I still, I looked at their socials and they're still considering like the release date to be like Next, this, or this, this week. week. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh. Um, so anyway, to go back out, zoom out a little bit. Um, as my first full preseason, I didn't even know that this was part of Formula One culture. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long it's been going on, but. It's been going on at least recently, Um, but essentially for anyone that doesn't know, uh, each team, there's 10 teams, essentially chooses a date towards the end of preseason that they reveal their new livery, uh, racing suit, 
helmets, um, essentially to reveal to the public uh, on a specific event on a certain day. Um, and each team sometimes is overlapped with the same day uh, with two different teams. That was but, awkward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you watched one and I watched the other, actually. Yeah, and then we were able to catch yeah. up with them and fill each other in. Yeah. Um, but we've already seen uh, Haas's livery. Uh, uh, that was revealed on Friday, February 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Sauber stake F1 kick team. Still don't really know what where that's going to end up with their legal <laughs> battles. Um, but that was revealed on Monday, February 5th. Then we saw Williams, um, oh, also on the same day, mm-hmm. Monday. That was the two that we saw together. And then we saw Alpine's car on Wednesday, the 7th, and then Visa Cash App Racing Bulls on Thursday, February 8th. Oh, yes. It was um, an action-packed week, a whole lot of content pushed in my face. Oh, yeah. And a whole lot of carbon Fiber. Yes, that's uh, that's kind of the general <laughs> trend of uh, fans not being super happy with the livery reveals, which I also learned this this uh, time around as far as like livery reveals that people are not happy about the lack of paint on the cars, mm-hmm. which uh, makes sense, um, especially looking historically at F1 cars. They are all very brightly colored and fully painted head to toe in their team colors, and they look better and they're easier to identify while they're racing. Um, Yeah, that's just overall kind of the general what's getting talked about with all the liveries. They're not, there aren't any like major huge changes yet with the first five that we've seen. I know that uh, Alpine was one of the teams that got a lot of flack for the amount of carbon. Um, the Stake F1 car has a lot of black, but I thought that that was like painted black. Maybe that's also carbon, but they, I think, have a lot more of their highlight highlight color, of the accent color of the bright green, which mm-hmm. I think looks really cool. Um, Williams' car um, brought in some historical elements back from the... Uh, old Williams liveries. A Duracell battery made a made a comeback once yeah. again. And the Golf sponsorship is bigger on the Williams car this year, I believe. Uh, um, or at least I, I'm almost 100% sure. It, it, I noticed it much more on the maybe nose. on the placement. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that was pretty exciting to see. The uh, Yeah, I guess we, we can kind of go through um, them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Haas car looks good. Um, a lot of black, which I know a lot of people don't like, but I like the color black and i think it looks badass yeah um <laughs> i think haas played it pretty safe with their with their car design yeah um they didn't really turn any crazy heads yeah um they've kind of always stuck to those base colors um if anything the carbon fiber stretch this year yeah has only made their car look more normal their car doesn't stick out because they had so much black already yeah, this is what i'm and, trying to say and the their colors are essentially white black and red so mm-hmm. it's just how much you want to choose to put a balance between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first car that was revealed. So at that point, I didn't see anyone talking about the amount of carbon. I think it kind of, they saw the trend of cars um, mm-hmm. and was able to pull that idea out. But yeah. yeah, I thought that the Haas car looked cool. It's actually interesting that like as each one gets posted, they then also post side-by-sides mm-hmm. with the old car. Mm-hmm. And then there's elements that 
you know, even if you're like really have good, really good attention to detail, like you would miss certain changes of certain placements and colors and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just really happy to see that they continued their partnership with uh, Chipotle. Yes. As a big fan of Chipotle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sponsor us. I was really stoked to see that again. We and I really to. hope that if the USGP has another uh, promotion, uh, wait, yeah. what was it? If Haas scored a point or was it a top eight or something like that? I don't I think K-Mag. I think it was if they got a top, a top 10 finish and yeah. they got... 10th they got 10th yeah and then there yeah. was some code or something that was sent out and apparently all the chipotle free bowls were taken in like less than a minute or something like that. yeah i think like once the race ended it probably like started the timer or whatever but yeah they all got redeemed like yeah. instantly said well that's but that's i'm glad that you brought that up because that's another element to this whole reveal um and like the teams all do it very differently. Some reveal only certain elements. Mm-hmm. Some did like a, like Williams did like a very high production, like live stream mm-hmm. that wasn't actually live. So did Steak. Um, so did Steak. Steaks was live though, I believe. Yeah. And so was Red Bull, uh, Racing Bulls. Yeah. Was also a live event that was in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, which came out like right at the turn of the day. Um, do you want to talk about Steaks livery a little bit here? Yeah, sure. A little more in depth. So I, I think they went bold. Very. I I don't I should have I should have searched this before. I don't know if that that green would you call that neon green? I don't know what else to call that other than neon yeah. fluorescent green it's, or something. Yeah, I would say it's fluorescent green okay. as far as colors go, because it's very, very saturated, mm-hmm. which means it's like the amount of I don't know, without getting into weird You're science, an artist, you can do it. Go the on. amount of green like in it. Yeah. It's like it's very bright green. Yeah. Um and they, I'm glad that they did that and like sort of like doubled down on that color. It definitely sticks out. There's no other car on the grid that I would mistake it for. Yeah. At this point, I which think is cool. The only cooler thing that they could have done is to make the car base that color and then just yeah. have like black and white as like the accent. Yeah. But that comes back to but, the carbon fiber thing. Yeah. And as soon as, as soon as you, uh, it's like a new team, you know, new whole branding of the team mm-hmm. that would have been like too much i think in in looking at it and i'm just looking at a picture right now in mm-hmm. front of me um one thing that i think it was i think i i i forget what the comparison was or, or, or who was talking about it but you know if you put your color on the front of your car versus the side of your car mm-hmm. when you watch the cars you know from the front which is i don't want to say most of the camera angles but you might be looking at a top view or an angled view and if you can get that nose at all mm-hmm. you can tell what car it is right away yeah that's um, the identifier yeah and and even though steak did integrate like a tremendous amount of black on the side of their of, of their car and, and I guarantee it's all carbon fiber that orange front or not orange that green <laughs> sorry that green front wing then is so it sticks out so well yeah so I'm excited to see that at, at, I guess towards the back of the grid but um <laughs> <laughs> well hey you never know yeah you'll see it at least yeah but yeah. uh yeah you're right that the the mo- most shots are from the three-quarter angle or straight on from the back or the front mm-hmm. and like the wing and like the rear wing and the front wing and the front nose are going to be the most visible parts. Um, So that you're right that that has been talked about as like, you know, if you're going to have color, it should go there. And you're right that they treated that well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, cool. Cool car overall. See if they get to keep their name. 
Yeah, there's still <laughs> there's still so much about that team that confuses me because it's you know it's then it's also like a one year thing before it changes again. There's so many names in that project as well. Yeah. Where it's 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 just very confusing. Yeah, and almost a, a headache for me. Um, but I, it'll be Audi soon enough anyway. Yeah, it's 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 hard to follow. We'll see. You know how they do this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, I hope the best for both drivers and the team as a whole. Really. For sure. Um, yeah, cool car overall. Yeah. Which car was um, after that? So then after that was uh, Williams. Oh, yeah. Duracell battery. Which actually happened technically before that. Yeah. It was earlier in the day. Yep, but yep. Uh, yeah, cool uh, blue color. Um, brought back some historical elements that were... The white um, suits. The white suits. Yep. They look really cool. Oh, yeah. They're very like retro, but still modern at the same time. There was um when when George Russell was was trying to take Valtteri Bottas's seat, mm-hmm. they had a really bad accident. Um, I want to say it was Italy, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, and it was in the rain, and mm. George essentially pulled up next to Valtteri and just destroyed him. It looked really really egregious. Yeah. And he got out of his car, and Williams was wearing a, a white race suit then, and because it was uh-huh. raining, he had a big butt print. <laughs> so I'm really scared. I really uh... hope that they. Figure that out the, the day of the the, the, the wet white white t-shirt. Yeah, you effect. don't want to you don't want to crash and get a little <laughs> butt print on you. Yeah, so hopefully they figure that. But also VCarb did that too. We'll get into that. But yeah, um, you know, I'll speak on Williams a little bit because I'm a pretty big Williams oh, yeah. fan here. Go ahead. Um, you know, the the whole presentation was was I, I saw some clips. It was it was really well done. Yeah, that um, was the one that I watched live. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't catch the um, Sauber. Uh, reveal mm-hmm. uh but yeah the that was a really well produced not live but live event mm-hmm. like it was streamed at there a certain time effort, they cared yeah and as got, a result it was great to watch they got will buxton to host oh, yeah. it oh yeah that was sweet that was awesome <laughs> um, yeah and it was it was also sort of like a glimpse of the whole team mm-hmm. that wasn't just like hey here's the car it's like hey yep. here's the car yep also, here are the drivers. Interview them. Also, here are the junior drivers for oh, Williams. Did oh, oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. It was like oh, a whole. Cool. It was. It was probably. I don't know how long it was. It might have been like thirty to forty minutes long. I. I. So when I was watching the steak one, I was working, so I didn't really <laughs> listen that much. Yeah. And I think it was like ten or fifteen minutes of like. Yeah. Hubba bubba. And here's, then they unveiled the car. the car and I was like, yeah. all right, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and see, that's, that goes into like, you're, you don't have, all the teams aren't required to treat this reveal a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's very much up for how they want to take it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see where, what, because the teams that we're looking at next week are Aston Martin on Monday. I wonder what color that's going to be. <laughs> Sorry. It'd be, dude, if they went full highlighter yellow, like the accent color as like the body of the car and then British racing green as like the that highlight. Would be, that would be pretty cool. That would be wild. Oh, yeah, but be, they wouldn't do that. No, it's going to be all black and green. The team is all green. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually saw their livery from this year during testing with no sponsors on it. The whole car is the same, but yeah. it just has no sponsors, and yeah. it looks super cool. Oh, does it? Yeah. Hmm, I'll, just... I'll have to put a picture in. You'll yeah. also, they'll be seeing pictures of uh, all these cars as we're talking about them, yeah. so that yeah. makes sense. Um, but yeah, we're looking at Ashton Martin on Monday, Ferrari on Tuesday, McLaren and Mercedes on Wednesday, and then Red Bull 
on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And all those teams have a lot of money. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the current teams that we've seen do their reveals and then how a little bit higher, a little higher budget yeah. <laughs> reveals how they go. I guess, you know, to, to, to tie it up here, yeah. I, I want to glance over Alpine because they got the most hate out of anyone who released this week. For sure. Um, they have two very stick out colors and they had more black than any other <laughs> car out there. I don't know how they managed to do that. You're not wrong. But like, they have a lot of, you know, really cool people buying into that team. Ryan yeah. Reynolds, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. How how do you consistently fumble, fumble the bag. <laughs> consistently anger prospective fans? But you know, I hope the best for them. I really, you know, I, I, yeah. I think you know we haven't seen all the cars on track. Maybe all the cars will be mostly black. Yeah. Um, because the next car we're talking about had almost no black on it. Yes. And that is V Carp, who sports not only the ugliest name on the grid. But right now, the hottest car on the grid yeah. because that thing looks freaking cool, yeah, man. That it so it takes a lot of inspiration if you've been watching F1 for a decent amount of time. You've been around the block once or twice. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think is from the 2010s that Toro Rosso car that it takes inspiration yeah, from. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they uh, have that very like royal blue mm-hmm. it's on the whole car mm-hmm. they've got white and some shiny stuff yeah um yeah the red white and royal blue and the balance that they chose and placement of everything mm-hmm. that's uh, I, uh yeah i i didn't really ask your opinion on the liveries but i i also think that that's definitely the coolest oh, car yeah. and uh the whole team is rebranded so well yeah they brought in great sponsorships yeah i mean you know AlphaTauri looked clean, right? Yeah. I'm not European, so mm-hmm. I don't understand the clothing brand behind yeah. it. Just yeah. like, you know, last season, I think I, I I said something about Boss. And now I'm seeing all these drivers wearing Boss. And I'm like, okay, I understand now that this is definitely not from our area. Yeah. But I can respect that there is people who enjoy that. Um, so I, I have to say, you know, maybe V Carb was part of that rebrand where it's like we need to be more global. Mm-hmm. Um, Visa and Cash App are probably used in you know sixty percent of the world. They can identify. Oh yeah, those applications in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Plus, bringing on the like, not that like AlphaTauri was a Red Bull company. Yes, but unless you like, the Bull was really the only like. Yes. identifier yeah the yeah. fact that rb in the red bull font with the red bull well-known like royal blue color yeah like yeah. it's way more of a red bull team now than it was mm-hmm. um but it's different enough yes in 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 invisibility mm-hmm. um and also you know i just watched this interview that was released by formula one it was incredible um it was Lawrence beretta interviewing daniel ricardo yeah um and you know, I, I, my opinion of, of Danny Rick last year might have been skewed because two years ago, you know, I watched him perform in McLaren. And, and, and when you watch a driver that someone or that, that, that everyone talks about and holds with such high regard perform mm-hmm. poorly, yeah. you think that they're at the tail end of their career. Yeah, it's a bit deflating mm-hmm. to see them not be amazing yeah you watch all the youtube clips and danny rick is on the podium this mm-hmm. that happy getting yeah. he got a win with mclaren too yep um but i i i, I watched that interview with him and lawrence Barreto, and I, I i don't think i've seen an interview where mm-hmm. he's 
you know, he was he's always happy and and melancholy. Yes. Yeah. But he almost looked driven. Yeah. And maybe it's the ability or you know, Fernando Alonso took a break mm-hmm. from Formula One, came back and, and started, you know, performing at a at a pretty high level again. Yep. Now he's performing at a very high level. Yep. Danny Rick took half of a year off and was able to focus on simulator, focus on fitness. Mm-hmm. You you know, if you really think about a Formula One season, it's ten months that you are on a hundred percent traveling all over the world being a high performance athlete and not only are you driving on sundays but you're driving on saturdays fridays and tuesdays through wednesdays or tuesdays through thursdays are media days you have one day off a week for 23 weeks out of the year yeah and your, your, your time zone's constantly changing yeah oh i didn't even think about uh, that like you have i even been to another time zone they have like meetings all the time during the day so hot, I don't even think I've been to another time zone, let alone let alone really? travel like ten or something like that. Oh ah, yeah. But, well, I mean, th- but you're right. It's that job as a driver is crazy. Oh yes. I don't know how they do it. I also saw most of that interview, mm-hmm. and I agree. He's very uh, even like right off the rip. Uh, he was like. Yeah, I haven't, I didn't really have like a vacation per se, Yeah, but I was able to have like a scheduled break to yeah. really get everything back in order. Mm-hmm. So he was like, did you have a good time? Have you had a good time in your like preseason, like vacation? And he's like, well, not sort of, Yeah, but I've just been like grinding essentially is what yep. he said. That's so, um, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited to see that. Yeah. Um, and you know, he is paired with Yuki this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this point it's safe to call Yuki an experienced driver. He has three years under his belt now. Yeah. Um, and you know, he kind of showed towards the end of last year that, Hey, I'm not just going to roll over and, and lose to Danny Rick now. Like I'm going to get some points for this team and yeah. we're going to get out of, I think they were in ninth place shooting for eighth and, and almost, almost surpassed Williams for, for, for seventh, which yeah, was, that was a close fight. At oh, the I end. was biting my nails <laughs> and, and, you know, looking into this year, yeah. um, with that team, you know, uh, the, the rumors are that they're running a lot of RB19 parts at first I was like, okay, I don't like that, but you know, teams are 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 being are able to do whatever they really want it, within the rules right if that is not in the rules then who am i to judge right yeah. um it's clear that that team has two drivers that are also red bull drivers mm-hmm. um maybe not on the a team of red bull but if they're able to get a very competitive car then maybe you know the second seat at red bull could be in flux and 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 looking at this year if 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 danny rick says that the the car might perform as high as p5 you know, that that could add a little bit of drama towards the front of the pack, especially when you have an ailing Mercedes, um, sort of reignited, but awkward Ferrari. Um, and no one knows what Aston Martin's doing. So, yeah, is that car going to be clear? So, you know, w- without getting too into it, because mm-hmm. I think next week will be our preseason predictions. Yeah. Um, which I'm 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 getting real stoked for here. I'm not going to lie. Was it next week or would it be the week after? I'm trying to think of how many weeks we have until. So, next, so we have three weeks. Yeah. Next week is the last. Um, second to last. Second to last weekend um, before. And then the following week is testing. So let's do 25th. We can start doing some previews. And we can make fun of ourselves um, during testing on the 26th to 29th, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, that that all being said, like classic Daniel Ricardo could be back this year. Yeah. I've never seen it. And yeah. I've watched more seasons of that one than you. Uh, yeah. So at this point, yeah. we might both see something for the first time. And, and he brings so much to the table. You know, late breaking 
is an art that is not widely used in Formula One. The honey badger. But if you see him start <laughs> to send it in Bahrain, yeah. oh man, that's gonna that's gonna I'm gonna have chills. <laughs> yeah, that uh to have to have uh like this opportunity for him, mm-hmm. I think is really, really good. Um I think even the rebrand is uh I think everything involved with that team is just going to feel so like fresh mm-hmm. and like new. Yes. Um, I might get a hat. Yeah. <laughs> I might get a hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it is. I think it is cool to see that there's is essentially like two Red Bull teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with you with the whole sharing parts thing. Um, but, it's, you know, at this point, it's like, all right, they're going to do it. Yeah. I can't complain if, all season. If it's within the rules, then it's within the rules. Yeah. And if the rules change, then that, then it's a reason that they change the rules. Is that reason, then whatever. Yep. Then that's the rules. But, uh, yeah, he even talked about in that interview that, uh, if you, I think he was asked either if he thinks he's going to get a podium this, uh, season or like when he does, mm-hmm. um, but he essentially answered that with if if you th- if you think getting a podium and then the rest 10 places is good then that's good but i don't think that's good i would rather finish 5th every time to prove that i'm consistent that's true that's that's such a He's, driver's answer yeah it is that is so freaking cool oh, yeah. oh man yeah. Ah, i'm so yeah. excited for the season yeah he values the consistency he wants to be in a car that's constantly performing well and allows him to perform well as a driver that's awesome um so yeah i hope he gets i hope he gets a win i hope he gets a podium um i think he hopes that he performs pr- very consistently compared to what he's been able to do last year and prior to that with his break. Um, yeah, it'll be cool to uh, see him, especially having the whole preseason to start in the car and be mm-hmm. prepared. Like last time when we saw him, it was half a season. He got thrown into it. Um, albeit he was preparing, obviously, mm-hmm. but now he knew way in advance, hey, I'm this is my seat. New team, oh, yeah. new car. Oh yeah, let's do. Let's put in some work. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I've watched a lot of the uh, Danny Rick interviews from his 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 time in Formula One. Yep. Um, one of the most popular interviewer questions for w- whether they know stuff about Formula One or just have like a cop out question is, "How did you pick your number?" Yep. Um, and and his answer, one of the answers I saw, maybe he's given multiple answers, but one of the answers I saw was that you know he used to watch Dale Earnhardt. Um who drove the number three car in NASCAR. And, and that's something we can relate to at least a little slightly more in this area. Maybe other people can relate to more in this area, just being yeah. from the U S um, you know, NASCAR is not where it once was. Um, but I have these recounts of, you know, memories. That was my first sport that I watched. Um, whether I was fully coherent for that being a very, very young kid, I don't really know. Um, I was a fan of Jeff Gordon who came to the scene, I want to say it was 1995, some dude from California racing <laughs> NASCARs, and they didn't really like him because he was from California. And the greatest at the time was Dale Earnhardt, number three, who drove mm-hmm. a black car, which is actually sitting right here, the Good Wrench Service Black Number 3. And I have seen, I have a couple of these, actually. Oh, shoot, the bottom's unlocked. 
That's where they put the fuel, right? Mm. Uh, fuel cell? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, but, you know, I probably have 20 or 30 of, of these size of cars, but but I brought this one here today because um, we're one week away from the 23rd anniversary of when Dale Earnhardt um, unfortunately passed away on on, on the track. Um, you know, I, I, I wrestle with the idea of my first coherent memory, but I, I always thought it was 9-11 for some reason, um, which, you know, 9-11-2001, I was three years old. Mm-hmm. five days from four years old so now, yeah. you, now you know when my birthday is and, um, and that's a day that most americans if they're i don't know you remember where you were generally if you were yeah, coherent if you were old enough to know and mm-hmm. remember um so at our age it's kind of like in between where it's like we were really young so like we were around yeah. for it but like so young that like you don't really even know what's going on but anyway and you know it's crazier i i i remember more about the day when Dale Earnhardt crashed than I did about 9-11 mm-hmm. because I think there were other things that contributed to it. Um, it was my dad's birthday. Um, so the 23rd anniversary, uh, once again, is on my dad's birthday. Um, and one of the people involved in the accident, uh, Tony Stewart, who I mm-hmm. used to really not like. <laughs> um, if you watch this at all, Tony Stewart, I'm very sorry. You're a cool guy. Hey. You seem like a cool guy. Never met you. <laughs> um <laughs> He gave it was it was a couple minute of an interview and and I forget who it was with but um, he was recounting his his crash with Dale and and mm-hmm. you know Tony Stewart if you ever watch the accident back you know flew his car flew I think it was in the air for a football field they said yeah which is hundred yards three hundred feet but in the air that long yeah um and it's happening really fast too because he was probably traveling 150 miles an hour yep and i you know i watched that video back actually um earlier today and i i I have vague memories of 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 even seeing the angles that the cars were at what they looked at but i never really understood how dale passed away um in the accident itself he gets really close to hitting another car, but the car, I believe, goes airborne or, or, or moves very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hits the barriers, which weren't barriers, and they were concrete. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's ultimately, I believe, how, how, how he passed away. Um, and if you just kind of think about what these drivers have gone through over the years— you know, it, we talk about Formula One in, in the 70s and, and, and how, or was it the 60s even, you know, in 50s and, and people were dying left and right. Oh, yeah. And you don't know until something really bad happens to fix safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, on this upcoming 23rd anniversary of, of Dale Earnhardt, you know, it might just be good to, as you enjoy these sports, think about all of those who came before to, to, to give you what you're able to watch now. You know, Joe Guan Yu had an awful crash that if it happened 10 years before, he would have he would have died in that crash because yep. he was riding on the top of his car for well over 100 yards, yeah. you know, in an open in an open cockpit at that point. Yeah. And without a halo that would have yeah. resulted. In, but that halo was created after, you know, something in, happened, in injuries and deaths of oh, yeah. drivers that, uh, you know, you only really discover those kinds of things that are dangerous until you uh you know experience them yeah so all i ask is you know in this upcoming week and in this upcoming season of 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 motorsports yeah right around the corner here as you're watching and drinking with your friends and enjoying everything just think about what those 
drivers are going through and, and how dangerous this all is and how much work gets put into this stuff too. And really maximize your enjoyment knowing all of that. Because when they make that risky late breaking move, when the honey badger goes in for a move this year, I'm going to be on my feet screaming. <laughs> That's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, just a little bit about, you know, that number, Dale, Dale a little bit. Um, what do we got next? We got, oh, geez. I don't know anything about this. I dropped my this. paper. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, we got 10, 15 minutes until halftime for football. So we got right, time. Let's go. Let's do this. For anyone outside of the United States. Oh, the, the Super Bowl is happening Super right Bowl now. The Super Bowl is on right now. Yeah. And we we're love, running late. We love you guys so much. We're recording instead. Yeah. Hopefully the game's not going too well for the Chiefs. Personally. Personally. Yeah. Go Alpine. Uh, don't go Chiefs. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um. So next, we're going to be talking about some super license penalty points. I'm aware of this. Mm -hmm. I don't. I I think I've heard of this. Mm -hmm. I don't know the specifics, so I'm really excited to get into this. I'm glad it's a learning opportunity because right. it was also a learning opportunity for me cool. before I learned about it. Cool. So, um, in general, uh, for any new fans or anyone unaware, the uh, all of the F1 drivers on the grid have a. Uh, certification that allows them to drive in formula one uh, called a super license and the super license is uh, essentially given to drivers that have a ton of experience and um, time in motorsports i don't know the exact rules and how to get one it's also a paid um uh entity essentially i'll jump in a little bit for that yeah so i know that like the feeder series so like f4 f3 f2 yeah as you go up you get more points um i want to say indy either gets zero or so little points that you can't bounce back to the f series very easily uh, got um, it. so I'll, I'll just end it there yeah um and maybe 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 in the future we'll talk about like yeah. the actual structure yeah but at least for 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 this for go purpose yeah for uh for going into the 2024 season we're essentially talking about that uh, when you have a super license, I uh, don't know in other countries, but in the United States, it's similar to your driver's license where if you get pulled over and are caught doing bad things, you're given points on your license. And so those points are essentially like demerits. Um, and if you achieve a certain number of points with your driver's license, you lose your license for it gets suspended for a certain amount of time. And in Formula One, if you acquire 12 super license penalty points, you get a one race ban. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> going into the Formula One 2024 season, we have a lot of drivers that still have points on their oh. their. So do they super get washed license. out eventually, like after time? So the structure of the super license points that are essentially demerits um, expire 12 months after they're given. Oh, jeez. Some people had some really bad seasons, it sounds like. Yes. And what's funny is that is also how it works with the U.S. driver's license. Oh, okay. If you get, for the U.S. driver's license, if you get six points, yeah. your license gets suspended. Yeah. Um, or DUI. Well, yeah. Well, there's other ways. There's other ways to lose your license. That's true. But yeah. points wise, like if you get caught for speeding, you can get one to three points on your license. Uh -huh. So, like, you don't want them to add up, but they expire in a year. So, what we're looking at going into 2024, uh, I'm just going to read through the list 
in order of who has the most to least super license penalty points going mm-hmm. into 2024. Um, yeah. So number one, do you know who number one is? Pierre Gasly. Mm, Esteban Ocon. Surprisingly, uh, Gasly doesn't have any. Oh, really? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's like, there's about eight drivers that don't have any right now. Now, keep Is in it mind, Sergeant? no, but okay. he's up there. <laughs> oh, Is it Alex Albon? No, it's pretty easy. Okay, who's been getting in a lot of a- Lance? Max? Checko. Oh no! Yeah. Wait, that was so obvious. Yeah. Well, I just let, I wasn't gonna reveal it. I was gonna yeah, let you I'm rip sorry. it through. Yeah. I just had like flashbacks to him bidding <laughs> three other drivers. Yeah, and that and that is, that you're exactly right. He got given points three different times. Oh really? Um, were it like multiple points or like? Yeah. So like he got um, and this is the part that I don't have everything written down, so I don't know all of it. But I remember that um, Perez was given um one or the one the one race he essentially acquired four points two for two different incidents um and that was i want to say i can it's like mexico or something no uh, it definitely wasn't mexico that that was a quick race for him oh no 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 so, yeah <laughs> but it was like around that time no i think i i think i remember season. the incident because it was he got in an incident and then also got in an incident with Magnuson, like, right after. It was, uh... I forget. It might have been the Austra- U.S. It was Australia or something. I think it was late in the season, man. Was it? Australia's third, so I, I want to say it was... was it? I want to say it was the U.S. Grand Prix, just because I'm thinking of one turn. But you're right. That, that that race, the one with Magnuson, he got two points for the first incident. And then his car... His, that was the one that his uh, car was pulled out of the race... Yeah, and then he got another penalty, so he hopped back in the car. I remember that, like twenty laps oh, later, that was so to serve it. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Sergio Perez has seven points going into the twenty twenty four season. That's so it, it is fine, except for the fact that his points for the first point that expires is in um, September. Oh, so he's screwed. So he's got a quite a, a way, <laughs> okay. a way to ways away to drive cleanly to not acquire five points. Oh, keep your nose clean, Checo. Yeah, I can say to that. And, I so, guess. and that's like the that's what you know. That's why having seeing and knowing these points going into the season is important, mm-hmm. and also when they expire. Yeah, because you know that'll yeah. he'll have one point expiring in September. He still has six points. Now, I wonder how that works. Like, do you retire the car as a whole or do you bump a driver up and then you put Liam Lawson in? The I think as a part, I, I don't know exactly, but it's, I thought that it was a one race ban. So yeah. you would essentially put in a separate driver that wouldn't contribute to your, like it, they could contribute to your team's points, but yeah. that driver automatically misses out on any points. For, yeah, it's penalizing the driver, not the team. Yeah, for okay. a gotcha. race. Gotcha. So they would just put in probably the reserve driver to take over. Um, but yeah, so we've got Perez has seven, Logan Sargent has six. Nice. I don't, I don't know any other expiration dates other than September for Perez yeah. with one point. Um, I'd imagine, you know, Lo- Logan's year was pretty consistent, I would say. Um, yeah consistently a rookie so i'm, I'm yeah. hoping that his points run out pretty quick because i hope that car's a little bit quicker and he can be a little more aggressive it's also it's interesting that this doesn't really get talked about oh no because you, you know like until wh- it's a problem when a driver <laughs> you know gets into an incident mm-hmm. 
you end up finding like who's at fault based on like penalties and things. Yeah, yeah. But they don't really talk about when people get given points. That's true. On their super license. Uh, but to continue, Lance Stroll has got five points. Lewis Hamilton has four. George Russell has four. Yuki has three. Valtteri Botas has two, as well as Joe, uh, Nico Hulkenberg, Carlos Sainz, Max Verstappen, and Nick DeVries all have two points. I am... Kevin Magnuson was not on that list. He's not. He has zero points. I, the only reason I ask that is, is, is not necessarily because he's done anything that's like crazy, but yeah. Nick DeVries and him had such a run-in in the beginning of last year's season. Like I felt like I always saw those two like fighting. Well, um, and it was always way too aggressive. <laughs> depending but, on when it was in the season, it could have expired. That's true. So if it was in, if it was in, well, I guess no, it would still be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So We're no, that still is within the twelve. But yeah, but that's cool. Huh. So they could have had points going into last season. Yeah, that would have expired. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's the uh, super license penalty point system. Um, we'll see if any of them run into that level where the commentators start talking about it yeah. as potential for not, you know, making more mistakes. Oh, boy. Uh, Nothing too uh, embarrassing. Or yeah. Gorgeous. I mean, I hope no one gets the, uh, you know, one race ban, but yeah. the, the reason that the point system is in place, which is the same reason that it would be in place for, you know, a U.S. driver's license is to, uh, I wrote it down. There's a there's a good way to say it. Um, to control driver behavior and minimize racing incidents. So it's really just to motivate drivers to not hit each Be other. Be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and when that does get when it does happen, like oh, the first one I'm just remembering now is uh, Albon in. Uh, it wasn't. Was it the Checo Albon incident? Yeah, yeah. That was Singapore. Singapore. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was I remember because I, I didn't watch the race and uh, I remember watching the highlights and I was like, Are you kidding me? And that that's that's why that was his last point and that's why it expires in September, because that was oh, in September. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes a sense now. Yeah. But yeah, so that um like he was given one point for that mm. instance. Or two points. What? I was gonna say two. That two yeah. Three. Yeah, because he resulted in, you know. Albon points losing out like yeah because Perez got still got second there um but yeah he was resulted in another driver you know losing out on a bunch of yeah. result potential result so that was why he got the points gotcha gotcha um yeah so that's a super license penalty points as a whole so I got one more thing for you here what is it Zach Brown he's uh he owns my favorite team he's a CEO yeah nice. he's lost a lot of weight Yes. Uh, it's good for him, actually. Good for him. Yeah, we're we're going to the gym a lot too, so we're trying to follow in your footsteps, Zach Brown. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can uh, do that. Shake his hand one day. Yeah, well, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but did you know he was a driver for a while, right? I don't know much about him historically, but I did know that he was a driver for a little while. So he, I want to say, he started his career, his driving career and karting career a little later. Mm -hmm. Um, coming from the U.S. Um, but, you know, similar to what Logan Sargent did, you know, when you're from the U.S. and you want to get into that single seater, yep. um, you move to Europe um, and and he moved to Europe. Um, I want to say in the it looks like the late 80s um, and, and, and worked his way up to British Formula Three, fun fact. Hmm. Um, and so he didn't drive every race, 
Um, and there seemed to be a structure where there was like class A and class B cars in Formula 3 that almost weren't competing against each other. Interesting. But it looked like they were competing in parallel. So like kind of like an endurance race. Almost. Yeah. And and, and again, maybe I'm not 100% sure on how that worked. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and looking at the standings in Wikipedia, there were two clear first places. And the other first place person had a lot of finishes or had no first place finishes. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so in any event, um, not only did he compete in British Formula 3, but he competed against some pretty cool drivers too because ah, um, that yeah that would have been a time that there were a lot of uh-huh. big big drivers that were going through the ranks as well so i have some names for you and i think it'll be in order of how you know, know them, them possibly um jean carlo fisichella i don't know if you know him but he drove in formula one uh for a number of years um last name starts with an f you said yeah physicella physicella yeah i feel like i've heard that for sure yeah and and i want to you know for all the very very big formula fans we were like minus 10 here so yeah or no i was minus three it looks like but (laughs) regardless i wasn't even a thought so yeah don't hate on us too much we're still learning about the history of formula one yeah you should be you should be happy we're doing this so much homework bringing bringing you along for the history of formula one so giancarlo physicella then we had pedro de la rosa who Mm -hmm. i want to say was from spain um, and Yarno Truly, who I want to say we've seen a lot when watching. I yes. think we were watching 97 Monica the other day or 96 Monica. The 96 other day. Monica. 96 Monica. Was that the bloodbath? Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. that. might be its own episode yeah. on an off weekend. Yeah. But um, we'll do story time. Um, Christian Horner. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And eventual champion, Jan Magnussen. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. So Zach Brown raced against Giancarlo Fisichella, Pedro De La Rosa, Yarno Truly, Christian Horner, and Jan Magnussen. Now, I don't think he participated in every drive, every yeah. race. Yeah. But I think that's kind of how that Formula Four or Formula Three works. Yeah. Um, in some aspects, you know, not Segmented. everyone can race every race. Mm-hmm. Um he also competed in the 1997 24 hours at Daytona. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um wild what class would that have been this was gt2 so he was in the gt2 class and he got second place in that race so he got a podium in 24 hour daytona wow i forget what car he drove and i I, you know i really want to search it right now but i'm not going to because i feel like that might take too long um but yeah so so and and not only did he get second there but a couple weeks later he got second in sebring too so wow yeah Wow, and that's the same order that they're doing it this year because mm-hmm. Sebring, I think, is coming up this weekend or Mar- I thought it was March. 20th. March was yeah. it March? Uh, Either okay. way, I'm going to be watching. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, but yeah, so Zach Brown has quite an illustrious career. Um, now I want to talk about because he is American and 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 very displaced in 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 how in his work right now. I know he goes to a lot of indie races. He's all over the place, honestly. Yeah, um, he's the face of McLaren Motorsport yeah. as a whole. Yeah, and that's hard to 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 be in one place at one yeah. time. Um, but he, he co-owns a team with Andretti right now. Oh, so the whole reason I was bringing that to light is, 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 you know, if you really think about Andretti as an outsider, is he that much of an outsider to this whole community? If he has these long relationships with Zach Brown, which means he probably has a really good relationship with Christian Horner in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, a lot of these people competed against each other over the years and now that they're at this sea level and 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 high level you can't help but think there might be some like 
negative energies as well. Maybe that's why they're keeping people in and out. You know, you know, Gunther's been around the, the block for so long. He yeah. just got fired. So, you know, I, I think this whole thing, obviously Zach Brown had a crazy career. Yeah. But when we when we talk about like these like outsiders wanting to enter Formula One, no one's mm-hmm. really an outsider. These people are racers. They've been racing against each other for, for decades. It is a massive industry. Mm-hmm. Um that makes a lot of sense that there is a lot of people that know each other. Oh yeah. Um because I if they're buddies or if they hated each other, that'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, I feel like I mean, unless you're just, you know, he could not have relationships with people that mm-hmm. just because he raced with them in the same series that long ago. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're like friends. Yeah. Um right, and that yeah. applies to everybody. But yeah. um but yeah, the just the idea of that's interesting to learn for sure. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it does make sense that, you know, with how much and Dreddy is involved in the motorsport industry here. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically that they would have connections with you know formula one as a sphere in yeah. general yeah, so yeah. that's cool to learn yeah so as this continues to unfold and all the news of of that gets kind of brushed under you know yeah we'll still be talking about it here and there i'm sure throughout the years so yeah there's a little tidbit of information on where, where my head's at with andrew right now anyway you reminded me of my favorite um clip about christian horner mm-hmm. um and that is when he was talking to uh, Martin Brendel, Martin Brendel on uh Sky Sports yep. back in the day. Yep. Uh, not that long back in the day. Yeah. Like pretty recent history. Yep. And uh, you brought up the since Zach Brown was racing with Christian Horner, I remembered that Christian Horner was also has racing experience, and that he brought up that uh, he told uh M- Martin Brundle Martin Brundle. Shame you couldn't race here. Yeah, it's a shame that he couldn't have raced at a, a track so glorious. And then uh, Martin Brundle's like immediate response to him, he was you know walking on the on the track. He's the, working. He's busy. Yeah, he's just like putting the holding the microphone to everybody. He's yeah. like, oh, it's a shame you weren't fast enough for Formula One. <laughs> Absolute heater coming in from Martin yeah. Brundle. But. Yeah, that was that's just a funny clip. I'm sure lots of people have already seen oh, yeah. it, but but um, any yeah. event. Is that the episode? Episode two in the books. Yeah. So as always, we yeah we really appreciate you tuning in, especially if you stayed this long. I think we're almost up to an hour now. Yeah. Um, once we do a little bit of cutting on the beginning, but you know, basement breaks episode two. If you liked it, please leave a like, a subscribe. Um, check out our short form on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube Shorts. Um, check out our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Um, keep an eye out for the driver spotlight videos oh yeah those, those will be coming will be out cool. every day so if if you are subscribed and you are seeing those give some feedback give a like if we get anything wrong it was 100% me it was not him <laughs> blame me I'll take the heat for it um, but the animations were really good so I have to say good job Foster thank you yeah. yeah you're uh, you're you're killing it with the short form I'm trying my so. best I think I'm just addicted to short form myself so when I finish it it's like oh let me yeah. watch this, and then I end uh, up going in a black hole for an hour. <laughs> it's super rewarding seeing the final product of both YouTube mm-hmm. and especially something that has like high production quality, yes. like the driver spotlight that yeah. we or uh, we uploaded the first episode today. So it's cool to see that, and that people also like them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, some likes. So yeah, but 
Thanks for watching, listening, and uh, we will catch you in the next episode of Basement Breaks. Take it easy. Goodbye.